Don't say discharge. Don't say discharge. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Chip and Eric and friends. And friends. I love that the comment that we got on our Spotify the other day was, I love, we love going to the place where the fun never ends. <laughs> and what's great about that, I have to tell you what's great about that, is I went, what, like Fuddruckers? <laughs> like I couldn't think of one. No, it's us. Dave and Busters. Dave. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. Chuck E. Cheese is now the grossest thing we're going to talk about today. And we're talking about some really gross things. Yeah. it's. Let me remind you all. I told you Leviticus is tough. Allison calls it Let's Quiticus because she always wants to give up. Never have called it that. But... Constantly calls it Let's Quiticus. Uh, it's a tough book. And today is a tough day in our tough book of toughness. But we're going to get through it. You have to give us grace because some Please. of these things are awkward to read out loud. You have to give us grace. Last year, I read them in a coffee shop and I almost died laughing. Not so, a good thing to do. And everyone was upset. Just stop being upset with me. I can't help it's gonna it. It's going to be okay. Do you want to start? I will start because a lot of this looks like the really, really bad stuff. Okay. But we need to say that today's day 44 and we're going to read Leviticus 15 through 17 and Hebrews 5. We're going to read... You said Leviticus? What That's so strange. You usually say, let's quit a kiss. <clears throat> Never happened. Go ahead. Constantly. Leviticus chapter 15. Okay, here we go. Bodily discharges. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Any man who has a bodily discharge is ceremonially unclean. This defilement is caused by his discharge, whether the discharge continues or stops. In either case, the man is unclean. Any bed on which the man with the discharge lies and anything on which he sits will be ceremonially unclean. So if you touch the man's bed, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. If you sit where the man with the discharge has sat, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. If you touch the man with the discharge, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. If the man spits on you, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. Any saddle blanket on which the man rides will be ceremonially unclean. If you touch anything that has that was under the man, you will be unclean until evening. You must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. If the man touches you without first rinsing his hands, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. Any clay pot the man touches must be broken, and any wooden utensil he touches must be rinsed with water. When the man with the discharge is healed, he must count off seven days for the period of purification. Then he must wash his clothes and bathe himself in fresh water, and he will be ceremonially clean. On the eighth day, he must get two turtle doves or two young pigeons and come before the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle and gives, give his offerings to the priest. The priest will offer one bird for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. Through this process, the priest will purify the man before the Lord for his discharge. Whenever a man has an emission of semen, he must bathe his entire body in water, and he will remain ceremonially unclean until the next evening. Any clothing or leather with semen on it must be washed in water, and it will remain unclean until evening. After a man and a woman have sexual intercourse, they must bathe in water. They must each bathe in water, and they will remain unclean until the next evening. Whenever a woman has her menstrual period, she will be ceremonially unclean for seven days. Anyone who touches her during that time will be unclean until evening. Anything on which the woman lies or sits during the time of her period will be unclean. If any of you touch her bed, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. If you touch any object she has sat on, you must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. This includes your bed or any other object she has sat on, and you will be 
you will be unclean until evening if you touch it. If a man has sexual intercourse with her and her blood touches him, her menstrual impurity will be transmitted to him. He will be, remain unclean for seven days and, uh, and any bed on which he lies will be unclean. If a woman has a flow of blood for many days that is unrelated to her menstrual period, or if the blood continues beyond the normal period, she is ceremonially unclean. As during her menstrual period, the woman will be unclean as long as the discharge continues. Any bed she lies on and any object she sits on during that time will be unclean, just as during her normal menstrual period. If anything you touch, if any of you touch these things, you will be ceremonially unclean. You must wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water, and you will remain unclean until evening. When the woman's bleeding stops, she must count off seven days. Then she will be ceremonially clean. On the eighth day, she must bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons and present them to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will offer one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. Through this process, the priest will purify her before the Lord for the ceremonial impurity caused by her bleeding. This is how you will guard the people of Israel from ceremonial uncleanness. Otherwise, they would die, for their impurity would defile my tabernacle that stands among them. These are the instructions for dealing with anyone who has a bodily discharge, a man who is unclean because of an omission of semen, or a woman during her menstrual period. It also applies to any man or woman who has a bodily discharge, and to a man who has sexual intercourse with a woman who is ceremonially unclean. The Day of Atonement, Chapter 16 the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of Aaron's two sons, who died after they entered the Lord's presence and burned the wrong kind of fire before him. Then the Lord said to Moses, Warn your brother Aaron not to enter the most holy place behind the inner curtain whenever he chooses. If he does, he will die. For the ark's cover, the place of atonement is there, and I myself am present in the cloud above the atonement cover. When Aaron enters the sanctuary area, he must follow these instructions fully. He must bring a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He must put on his linen tunic and the linen undergarments worn next to his body. He must tie the linen sash around his waist and put the linen turban on his head. These are sacred garments, so he must bathe himself in water before he puts them on. Aaron must take from the community of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Aaron will present his own bull as a sin offering to purify himself and his family, making them right with the Lord. Then he must take the two male goats and present them to the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle. <clears throat> he is to cast sacred lots to determine which goat will be reserved as an offering to the Lord and which will carry the sins of the people into the, to the wilderness of Azel. Aaron will then present sin offering the goat as a sin offering, the goat chosen by lot for the Lord. The other goat, the scapegoat chosen by lot, will be sent away to be sent away, will be kept alive, standing before the Lord. When it is sent away to Azazel in the wilderness, the people will be purified and made right with the Lord. Aaron will present his own bull as a sin offering to purify himself and his family, making them right with the Lord. After he has slaughtered the bulls as a sin offering, he will fill an incense burner with, with burning coals from the altar that stands before the Lord. Then he will take two handfuls of fragrant powder, incense, and will carry the burner and the incense behind the inner curtain. There, in the Lord's presence, he will put the incense on the burning coals, so that a cloud of incense will rise over the ark's cover. The place, I'm sorry, I'm having a page stick together, sorry, of atonement that rests on the ark of the covenant. If he follows these instructions, he will not die. Then he must take some of the blood to the bowl, dip his finger in it, and sprinkle it on the east side of the atonement cover. He must sprinkle blood seven times with his finger in front of the atonement cover. Then Aaron must slaughter the first goat as a sin offering for the people and carry its blood behind the, the inner curtain. There he will sprinkle the goat's blood over the atonement cover in front of it, just as he did with the bull's blood. Through, his pro through this process, he will purify the most holy place, and he will do the same for the entire tabernacle because of the defiling sin and rebellion of the Israelites. 
No one else is allowed inside the tabernacle when Aaron enters it for the purification ceremony in the most holy place. No one may enter until he comes out again, and after purifying himself, his family, and all the congregation of Israel, making them right with the Lord. Then Aaron will come out to the, purify the altar that stands before the Lord. He will do this by taking some of the blood from the bull and the goat and putting it on each of the horns of the altar. Then he must sprinkle the blood with his finger seven times over the altar. In this way, he will cleanse it from Israel's defilement and make it holy. When, Israel, oh, sorry, when Aaron has finished purifying the most holy place in the tabernacle and the altar, he must present a live goat. He will lay both of his hands on the goat's head and confess over it all the wickedness, rebellion, and sins of the people of Israel. In this way, he will transfer the people's sin to the head of the goat. Then a man specifically chosen for the task will drive the goat into the wilderness. As the goat goes into the wilderness, it will carry all the people's sins upon itself into a desolate land. When Aaron goes back into the tabernacle, he must take off the linen garments he was wearing when he entered the most holy place, and he must leave the garments there. Then he must bathe himself with water in a sacred place, put on his regular garments, and go out to sacrifice a burnt offering for himself and the burnt offering for the people. Through this process, he will purify himself and the people, making them right with the Lord. He must then burn all the fat of the sin offering on the altar. The man chosen to drive the scapegoat into the wilderness of Azazel must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. Then he may return to the camp. The bull and the goat presented as sin offerings, whose blood Aaron takes into the most holy place for the purification ceremony, will be carried outside the camp. The animal's hides, internal organs, and dung are all to be burned. The man who burns them must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water before returning to the camp. On the tenth day of the appointed month in early autumn, you must deny yourselves. Neither native-born Israelites nor foreigners living among you may do any kind of work. This is a permanent law for you. On that day, offerings of purification will be made for you, and you will be purified in the Lord's presence from all your sins. It will be a Sabbath day to complete of complete rest for you, and you must deny yourselves. This is a permanent law for you. In future generations, the purification ceremony will be performed by the priest who has been anointed and ordained to serve as a high priest in the place of his ancestor Aaron. He will put on the holy linen garments and purify the most holy place, the tabernacle, the altar, the priests, and the entire congregation. This is a permanent law for you to purify the people of Israel from their sins, making them right with the Lord once each year. Moses followed all these instructions exactly as the Lord had commanded him. Leviticus chapter 17, Prohibitions Against Eating Blood. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to Aaron and his sons and all the people of Israel. This is what the Lord has commanded. If any native Israelite sacrifices a bull or a lamb or a goat anywhere inside or outside the camp, instead of bringing it to the entrance of the tabernacle to present it as an offering to the Lord, that person will be as guilty as a murderer. Oh, Such a person has shed blood and will be cut off from the community. The purpose of this rule is to stop the Israelites from sacrificing animals in the open fields. It will ensure that they bring their sacrifices to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle so he can present them to the Lord as peace offerings. Then the priest will be able to splatter the blood against the Lord's altar at the entrance of the tabernacle, and he will burn the fat as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. The people who, the people must no longer be unfaithful to the Lord by offering sacrifices to the goat idols. This is a permanent law for them to be observed from generation to generation. Give them this command as well. If any native Israelite or foreigner living among you offers a burnt offering or sacrifice, but does not bring it to the entrance of the tabernacle to offer it to the Lord, that person will be cut off from the community. And if any native Israelite or foreigner living among you eats or drinks blood in any form, I will turn against that person and cut him off from the community of your people, for the life of the body is in its blood. 
I have given you the blood. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you, making you right with the Lord. It is the blood given in exchange for a life that makes purification possible. That is why I have said to the people of Israel, you must never eat or drink blood, neither you nor the foreigners living among you. And if any native Israelite or foreigner living among you goes hunting and kills an animal or bird that is approved for eating, he must drain its blood and cover it with earth. The life of every creature is in its blood. That is why I have said to the people of Israel, you must never eat or drink blood, for the life of any creature is in its blood. So whoever consumes blood will be cut off from the community. And if any native-born Israelites or foreigners eat the meat of an animal that died naturally or was torn up by wild animals, they must wash their clothes and bathe themselves in water. They will remain ceremonially unclean until evening, but, when, but then they will be clean. But if they do not wash their clothes and bathe themselves, they will be punished for their sin. Okay, so now we go over to Hebrews chapter 5. Mm -hmm. Every high priest is a man chosen to represent other people in their dealings with God. He presents their gifts to God and offers sacrifices for their sins, and he is able to deal gently with ignorant and wayward people because he himself is sub subject to the same weaknesses. That is why he must offer sacrifices for his own sins as well as theirs. And no one can become a high priest simply because he wants such an honor. He must be called by God for this work, just as Aaron was. That is why Christ did, did not honor himself by assuming he could become high priest. No, he was chosen by God, who said to him, You are my son, today I have become your father. And in another passage, God said to him, You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. While Jesus was there here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest, and he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. And God designated him to be a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. A call to spiritual growth. There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You're like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who are who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. And, and that, that is, is our, our reading today. today. I think that's a cause for celebration. I made it through that with no You issues. did. I'm growing. You took the whole chapter too. I did. That is growth, people. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, and we read that, all of that, every bit of it, with two questions in mind. What, how, I mean, not what, how does this help me love God more? How does this help me love others more? So, Allison, the question is to you, my friend. Uh, God. How does this help me love God more? Okay. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to know how to word this. Uh, I'm going to try. You may have to clean it up. Um these two went together. Yeah. Said that they would. Yeah. Um, multiple times it caught my attention in Leviticus. The, li the life is in blood. Yep. The life is in the blood. The life is in the blood. Um, we are covered by the blood. Yep. <laughs> the life of Christ becomes, it's our, it becomes us, becomes our life because we're covered by it. And that helps, that just helps me to love God more. The, the, the life is in the blood. And the blood is what saves us. The life of Christ, the sacrifice of Christ is what saves us. So these readings just went together so well because we sat and read just now all of these things that they had to do. 
to, um, like you said, just kind of get, just get okay. Get, you know what I mean? Not even yeah. where they could come to his presence, but just yeah. get to where, and Aaron could only go in certain times and all the things that Aaron had to do. And, um, now we have, we have that, the, wow. the life, the blood of Christ, um, that covers us. And that just really makes me love God more. Yeah. Um, totally agree. I think when we get to Hebrews chapter 10, we'll really be able to um, kind of celebrate this idea of, of priestliness and the cleansing and stuff that takes place. And um, it's cool that these, that these are fitting together so well. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. Look, the life is in the blood. And this is one example. There's a couple of verses. This is one of them um, that we look at Leviticus and it's like, man, there's just so much like, yeah, it's hard. It's long. It's dry. Mm. There are some really beautiful things in there. Also, let's not forget that in the New Testament, when they were trying to figure out what to require of the Gentiles, um, you know, how much of the law to require, they maintain this prohibition against eating blood. Mm -hmm. So like, this is something that is, yeah, okay, great. You, you want to say that Leviticus is full of stuff that doesn't apply. This applies. Mm -hmm. So, um, Okay, so how can this help me love others more? You know, I was thinking about a couple of things here. One, that the scapegoat took all the sins of Israel, right? It wasn't just like the, the, the insider's sins of Israel. And I just think that there's something to that that can help me love others more. I also think, um, and I think this is the one I'll go with, you know, they made this, God made this prohibition of sacrificing out in the open fields. And I think I can love others more by... Uh, well, okay, so if I was an Israelite and I was like, man, it's kind of a pain to go all the way to the tabernacle with this bull that I need to sacrifice. I'm just going to sacrifice it in the fields. Same diff, right? Like, no big deal, right? It's not like God would kill someone for the wrong incense. <laughs> but um, if I did it and apparently got away with it, then my neighbor would do it, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just think, man, there's something to that of like my holiness can inspire holiness in others, but my sin also inspires sin in others. Right. And I mean, there is this erosion that takes place in Israel where they start sacrificing in the high places. And, mm -hmm. you know, when they get into the land and they don't all go down to Jerusalem and mm -hmm. or or um, Shiloh or wherever, you know, they're supposed to be going. And uh, I think that there's something there. Because it was not like all of them all at once stopped doing it. I'm sure it started with a select few that were doing it wrong and chose to do it wrong. And then over time, it just became everyone doing it wrong. And so I think I can love others better by maintaining the standards God has for me and doing mm. so publicly and encouraging others to do the same mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Well, that was a good reading. Yeah. Especially since you were spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Goodness. Yeah. That's harsh. Well. Huh? If it's true. I know, but it just made me go, ow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Babies. Babies. You little babies. You can't have any solid food. Ugh. Good reading. These are, this is great. Reading Leviticus with Hebrews is good. I like it. You it's like lot, it, guys? You like it? It's a lot easier. They can't, they can't respond to you right now. They can on Facebook. And they will. Yeah. All right. That's fair. And on Spotify, apparently. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm yeah. excited now. We're learning. So you could actually comment on this episode on Spotify. Yes. And leave your comments. And if they're not hot garbage, then I'll post them. Yeah. Because that's the cool thing is it's like someone's like, 
you sucker. I don't have to post that. Nope. I will. We're in charge. But I don't have to. You will? Yeah, why not? I don't care. I do. That's fine. Don't post if it says Allison sucks. Don't post right. that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Feelings. I would never do that. Yeah, I don't. That I'll be sad. So. All right. Well, hey. Okay. We're gonna go. Yeah. Good to see you. Yeah. And I'll be back with Chip tomorrow. Chip. Chip's the first back Chip's tomorrow. Chip's the first. All right. Yeah. Bye. Have fun.